0: And welcome back in Stripe Show podcast, uh, midweek edition. Really excited about this one because the gentleman sitting next to me, uh, one of the top teachers in the game and has been uh, for a very long time, taking some time out of his day here in January, Rolling Oaks, Dallas, Texas, uh, one of the top teachers in the game, Mr. Randy Smith. Randy, thank you so much for uh, joining me here.
1: You bet, Travis.
0: So, Got a couple uh, couple players out there that are um, that are playing some really good golf. I want to uh, I want to start with Ryan Palmer, of course, Texas guy. You guys have been um, working for the better part of eleven years. Got up to a good start there, Tournament of uh, Champions. Little T four finish. You know, I'm curious at the age of 44 with Ryan, guy that's still trying to be competitive right now on the PGA Tour. It's a young man's game. We're in the distance era. I'm curious the conversations that that you guys have about his game to continue to go out there and be competitive like he was in Hawaii.
1: Well, you know, coming off, he had a phenomenal year last year. Mm-hmm. There were some things he did better. Number one was putting better. And his putting stats are, have really come around. So he's done a good job with that. But I think the consistency in his ball striking – is really what's put him in position to, you know, where the putts will pay off. Uh, it's hard to explain Ryan's one of those guys. that's his focus is get the older he gets, the more focused he is. Hmm. And, you know, it's kind of odd. A lot of times, you know, you get kind of off this way or the other, but Ryan's focus has been phenomenal. And going into the tournament at Kapalua, his, he he was excited, like a kid. And I kind of see it when he went over there, uh, you know, and it's been one of those situations to where, uh, like the distance issue, he's longer than he's ever been in his life right now at 44. And the thing about this during the course of this year, I think he's going to get even longer. He's running consistent uh, club head speeds of, uh, you know, 118, 119, and practice cruiser speeds 16 to 17, and uh, ball speeds that push 175. So, yeah, if you're if you're doing that, you're going to be up there in driving distance. And he's plus he's got a very consistent ball flight with his driver. And that is something once you trust that your driver does X and uh, you, you know, it's going to move maybe pretty straight to drop a little bit. Right. You can be a lot more aggressive with uh, a number of golf courses.
0: And he likes to see the ball, but peel right. Right. A little bit. Just kind of a, a slight fade off the tee.
1: Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah,
0: Irons, too. Is that is, is or is it pretty straight?
1: Uh, this is pretty straight, but Ryan is kind of an artist with his irons. He'll go okay. right to left, left to right. He varies his heights really, really well,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but with the driver, you know, the one thing I don't want to ever hear him say, Oh, I'm going to hit my draw.
0: Okay.
1: I, oh, don't do that. <laughs> just tee it up, line it down the left side of the fairway. Just knock the fire out of it. Mm-hmm. And and that's what he's done well. And, and I look forward to him doing that again this year.
0: Take me back to the middle of the year last year. I've got his um his season pulled up here. He was at the work day, had a a, a terror, I think he shot 81 on Friday. And then he does an emergency trip to you because something has gone haywire before memorial, right? And you guys and he you spend some time with him,
1: Randy, oh. and he
0: comes back and he gets second at the memorial. What 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 did you tell him? <laughs>
1: said buddy come on (laughs) now now that was that double header they had at muirfield wasn't it yeah 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 he uh i don't know he i thought he was playing the fourth flight to men's club championship (laughs) here and the funny thing was he didn't show any signs of that because he'll come over you know a couple times a week prior to tournaments when he's off maybe and uh we were just going through this kind of like rehearsals, you know, this, that, and the other, and everything was fine. He went down there and it just got sideways.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I think, uh, that particular tournament I got, I think I saw a swing on TV that was really bad. And then a couple of phone calls, he missed the cut and, uh, I got this phone call after he missed the cut. He says, I'm coming home. Hmm. And I said, I guess I better clear some space, huh? <laughs> so he came in, he got back for, he got back that Friday night, came over mm-hmm. here Saturday, Saturday morning. And here we go mm. uh, and looked at it and what it boiled down to, he was getting the golf club a little more shut than he normally does on the way back. Had a little problem with the way the grip was interacting with his backswing. Uh, you know, you figure 43 years old, you would probably have that down, but as Tour players have little small things that go wrong. <laughs> we addressed that. And then we got probably the biggest root of the whole deal is that the tendency for him to reach for the golf ball or just kind of slump over and reach out. Mm. Just not a good mix. And we put those two things together and worked on it. And, and uh, I think we did a little something the next morning just to make sure everything looked good. How you feel? I'm ready to go. Boom. Mm-hmm. Gets on the plane Sunday night, goes back up, and uh played absolute beautiful golf. You know, yeah, John he did. Just was lights out to win that golf tournament. Ryan Ryan did did wonderful. He did a heck of a job.
0: Stroke scan approach, he was plus ten that week.
1: Yeah. Well, wow. Don't reach that's, out, Ryan. Yeah, that's a huge. I
0: mean, that's a that's a huge number. I mean, what a turnaround. He was negative two at work day, and then he goes plus ten the next week. Um at Memorial and he's kind of, you know, he is a bit of a shut face player, but at that time it it was, I think I saw some pictures. I mean, the toe was, it was way down and it looked like you kind of rotated it up a little bit more. And then he was able to get the club back out in front of him a little bit more rather than kind of trapped behind him. Talk, talk about if you could just Mm -hmm. working with that, that face, you know, when it gets a little, you know, up to the sky, you know, Ryan, probably a little more of a closed face player. Um, and just the things that that have to go around that to work through the impact zone for him to to get that dead straight shot. Or, you know, he likes to work it, he can work it both ways. But when he's really grooving it, a little fade off the tee, pretty straight with the irons, what, what what seems to be working for him around
1: that 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 face being managed? Well, the the thing I've always kind of said to him, and, he, and I ask him that, I'll never forget the first time I ever worked with Ryan. I knew him, mm-hmm. together, but just a number of years ago. And I asked him, I said, what's sacred in your golf swing? It's the backswing and the face. Is that sacred? And he kind of said, well, you know, I've kind of always done it. And I said, all right, let's see if we can work around it a little bit. And we did. And uh, over a year, year and a half, maybe two years, we got to the point where instead of controlling the club faces is going back and getting to the top of the swing. Let's control the face coming out of the top of the swing you know and make sure it's getting to a point where it's giving you what you want mm-hmm. and so we look more at the downswing the change of direction to where we get more of the what i call a heel lead coming into the ball mm-hmm. and getting tangled up there and then having to really open it back up which when you open it back up from a shut face nine times out of ten that thing's falling dead behind you okay so it's mm-hmm. dead behind you what are you gonna have to do when you go through that's flipping the hands and some bad contact so we worked a, a great deal on getting the heel to come out first from the top. And it was a feel that Ryan had had when he played bunker shots. He said, you know, this isn't foreign. That doesn't, I figured it was going to sound kind of odd when I said it. And he says, no, this is kind of what I feel when I play a fairway bunker shot. Mm-hmm. I feel like the heel is coming first. That's good. I can do that. And as soon as he started getting a little better feel for his club, club face coming out of the top, you know, it wasn't too long before Ryan also, he went into, Hey, this is cool. I said, "Hit some fades. Yeah. He started hitting the ball with a little bit of a fade with his irons and that opened up a whole bunch of golf courses for him. To play.
0: Yeah. It's interesting, right? You see these, these little shut face at the top, you know, left wrist pretty flat, maybe a little arched for some, um, you know, Ryan and, and uh, DJ, right. Is probably the one that always comes to mind for people. Cause they can see that. Right. Um, and these guys faded, you know, they, they, they they work it down shaft still shallows they get it out in front of them cover it and get that little peeler uh to the left um and uh and for ryan that uh that worked out pretty good for him last year i mean check these stats out randy i'll I'll read you off and i'm I'm sure you guys have looked through them but 2020 stats i mean strokes again off the tee was 10th i mean that's a incredible number um approach he was 33rd Mm -hmm. and uh you know total Stroke saying totally he was 15th. So those are, you know, those are some heady numbers. <clears throat> in, what I, in what I consider the, the in the modern game, this is a young man's game for the most part. I mean, these guys coming out and what Bryson's doing and uh, the speed that they're creating. At the age of 44, you guys had to look at that and be pretty darn happy going into this year. What, what's been kind of the main focus as you guys have turned the page now for 2021 is just let's just keep doing what we're doing here keep hitting the ball the way that we are. And um, when we have our good putting weeks, uh, like we did at Century, we'll be right there.
1: I think that's very, very close right there. Okay. But the the biggest thing I think what Ryan's got to do is, you know, he's not reinventing the wheel right now. Everything mm-hmm. done last year and this year has basically been in maintenance of maintaining the motion. Paying attention to the things that that are really not good for him, reaching for a golf ball, not paying attention to the posture at setup, and you know, I used to i said set up. I thought setup was overrated twenty years ago, but it's not because <laughs> the path of the club when you go back, and if you are in a bad position at setup, more than likely the club's not going to respond very well going back. If he pays attention to those things, it becomes maintenance. So that to have a better year than he had this past year. It's maintaining yourself on the golf course, getting used to being in the position to win a golf tournament when you're coming into Sunday, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: own it, you know, own it, be the guy have people looking at you. Okay. Mm -hmm. Be a little cocky about it. And once you're on the golf course, when faced with adversity, get out of as quick as possible go back to the offensive style of play that you have, you know, you get after pins, you get after holes and play offensively instead of playing defensively.
0: Yeah, he's got four PGA Tour wins, off to a good start um, this year. So looking for for number five and just continuing on these impressive stats. I've got to go to another one of your uh, star pupils. Um, he just happens to be the rookie of the year, um, the defending rookie of the year, I should say, or however you would say that. <laughs> um, Scotty Scheffler, who, uh, of course, uh, went to school Right there, someone that uh, you've known uh, a long time. Take me back and um, about the history here when you met Scotty and um, just a little bit about the young man and who he is. We, we see him on the golf course. I mean, I, I just love watching him play. I can't wait to, to see how things pan out for him. But uh, a, a young Scotty coming up to you on the lesson tee and as you've watched him growing into the to the man he's become. Tell us about it.
1: Well, it was kind of an odd situation. Uh, somebody at the shop said, you know, Randy, there's a, a family going to come out, want to come out and see the facilities out here. And, uh, they wanted to meet you. And I said, meet me. And I was up here, you know, just teaching and this is forever ago. Let's see how many years that would be. That would be 16, 18 years ago. He weighs about six and a half. Okay. Uh, they were moving in from New York and they had this little kid that was, you know, the next coming is what, what I'd heard. And I'm mm-hmm. going, the next coming, here we go. All right. <laughs> You've never to- heard that. I've never heard that. Yeah. He's got all the talent in the world. He's next coming. <laughs> and sure enough, they come out and I was finishing a lesson. In fact, I tell you who I was working with, I was working with Justin Leonard at the okay. time. Never forget it. And uh, the parents came out, and this little kid comes out with a golf bag about as tall as he is. And he goes up, and he's just standing there, and they set him up to hit some balls down from me, and I couldn't help but glance over, and I glanced. This little kid is making swings that were the same swing every time, Mm -hmm. something I looked at. Uh, Wasn't looking around at anything. He was looking at what he was doing and warmed up and practiced and this, that, and the other. And I finished with Justin. I walked back there and introduced myself, how are you doing? <clears throat> I went over and I watched him hit balls. And it was probably within 15 to 20 minutes, I had that aha moment. And I've had probably three or four of those in my whole career. And this was a, maybe if not the biggest, it was close to it. And he was six, six, six and a half, seven, right in there. Wow. It was uh, it was it was different. It was totally different. It's, you know, when you watch a, uh, it was kind of like watching a small child. You know, you see them on TV. They're six, seven years old, and they're sitting on telephone books at a piano and playing anything in the world on a piano. Wow! Without even looking at music, just playing. That's what it looked like him hitting golf balls. He's
0: um, t- t- was the foot at six or? 10 or 15 you know what age was this footwork starting to come about because that's not something that is taught to him i mean he's he's probably developed that at a very young age when he was his feet were kind of moving around the way that they do there's been other players that have done it success i mean greg norman i mean goodness gracious one of the best drivers of the golf ball and he gets compared to that a lot when, when did that footwork start about
1: oh it was he had footwork then did he oh yeah, it, yeah. There was some movement around, but I think everything in it is there with most younger players. And I think we do a disservice to a lot of kids by, oh, we got to get this footwork and plant it down, Mm -hmm. get planted. And you take away the aggressiveness of their golf swing. And that's an ingredient. It gets them in trouble. But that aggressiveness through impact, sometimes they have to use their feet, their knees uh, a lot more when they're small, because that golf club weighs a lot more than what you think it does for a person that small. And to really get the club in there and square it sometimes the feet are going to jump out of the way and do this that and the other and you can look at great players today and see the see the different footworks that uh, unbelievable and one that sticks out to me is justin thomas's back foot coming into the ball on a driver i mean that thing's up so early it's unbelievable right that's his feel for getting to getting the power out of the shot i don't think anybody's going to change it i know his dad's not going to change it no. Because it's it's part of him. Uh, as far as Scotty, we have done some things to get the footwork more under control. I think Scotty says it best uh, because he heard somebody talking about his footwork on TV. And you'll see most of the footwork. If he's on an unlevel lie, uphill, downhill, side hill, you'll see more of it. But he's on a flat lie. It can look pretty good, and it does look a lot like Greg Norman's. Now, Greg Norman was one of the straightest drivers. Oh golf ball ever played this game and look at Scotty's best stat is driving the golf ball. So I don't know. I, I mean, yeah. let's play with this a little bit, but let's don't go whole hog <laughs> with the driver with the iron shots. Yes. Trying to get it a little bit quieter, but he says it best. He says, when I get so gum far out of position, sometimes I've got to do things with my feet, arms, and everything to get that club face going back to direction than I wanted to through impact. And that is another strong suit of his golf swing: is that when he gets in trouble, he has enough feel in his hands, and it goes back through his body to correct a bad shot and save it, get something out of it. And uh, that right there is getting a little bit better, though, to mm-hmm. where trusted a little bit more.
0: Yeah, the genius, right? I mean, that's the genius within that they, no matter where it is in space, they can, they can manufacture it somehow. I know, even when it gets. Like you're just scratching your head, like, no, don't do that. And well, then-
1: <laughs> a real good point. If this has happened once in the last year, uh, I'm going to use the last year, year plus. They've been on the PGA tour, not Corn Ferry, mm-hmm. where I've gotten a phone call. I'm sitting there and I'll text him and he is the absolute world's worst about using his telephone. Yeah, <laughs> I got it. To-
0: we're talking about Scotty Scheffler here, ladies and
1: gentlemen. <laughs> I mean, you know, happy Thanksgiving. Well, you know, New Year's Eve, I get it back. Thanks. And, <laughs> you, do, you know, <laughs> but I mean, uh, I got, I text shot in some tournament. This happened two or three times. In one tournament, he shot 64, I think was the number. And I mean, a phenomenal round of golf. Yeah. And I was trying to keep up with it on the computer there with shot tracker and all this kind of stuff, which I've given up on. That drives me too nuts. But I was sitting there and I'm watching, you know, it, we made birdie from the right rough. He chipped in as a 50 footer. Huh? that's three under. Boom. Ball in the water. Dropped out. Next to the hole, tap in Par. And I'm going, you know, this isn't quite right, but then I got to watch it. It's okay. You know, but a lot of mm-hmm. things going. on. I get a call from him. I'm hitting it horrible. <laughs> I've got to figure out. was a great round. Yeah, well, I was all right. But yeah, well, I'm hitting it horrible. And so that kind of says something about it. He can hit the ball, kind of be off mm-hmm. and get really great scores out of it. I've gone but uh, if if that gets to matching up with the ball striking and the competitive nature and creativity, yes, he could be really good.
0: Yeah. Well, that's, you know, I mean, that's a credit to you in many ways in that probably coaching when he was younger that he's playing golf, not golf swing, or, you know, that the score is what matters. And there's a lot to this game rather than trying to play a position or a perfect type of swing, right, which, you know, players can fall into, uh, but the genius with him it appears is that, you know, he, obviously he's got incredible control of the face and he can make scores when it's not perfect. You know, he can shoot 64 to your point and then call his coach and be like, something's got to get, something's got to get better here because, and you're thinking, wow, that's amazing. You know, this kid can <laughs> shoot 64 when he's, uh, when he doesn't have his A game. You know, it's fascinating when I watch Scotty swing, it's really quite opposite of Ryan in many ways. You know, he, he rotates the face more going back. Um, You know, he's got a little more toe hang at the top. He's got more flexion. He's got more flexion in his trail knee at the top where Ryan kind of straightens right leg a little bit, you know, bows the lead wrist. So you've got two players who do it very differently. um, You know, as far as the techniques and, and matching that up. And I just, you know, I have a lot of respect for that in teachers, that have those stables of just a lot of different components, you know, because you haven't molded them into one particular swing. And I think the DNA, the DNA is so apparent and the genius of the player is so apparent. And I just, that just struck my mind after you just told that story about him shooting 64 when he didn't have, clearly didn't have his A game.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of fun to be like when both of them are over hitting balls, I'm looking at basically a almost open, you know, when Scottie's having a little bit of a problem, he's open face. And so he'll mm-hmm. hit, but it's kind of humorous. He said, I'm going to shut this one. Mm-hmm. And he thinks it's shut. And I'm going, oh gosh, that was shut. Golly. His shut face is still almost open. Don't tell him that. I hope he doesn't hear this. <laughs> but no it but uh, the closer the face is to a little bit more square the better he is uh he's uh, more consistent once that club face gets open everybody Mm -hmm. thinks got an open club face you're going to be prone to a right shot sure not necessarily players of this category this caliber when they feel the club coming down it's in an open position more likely it's going to try to drop behind them a little bit too and with Face open, their hands are good enough to say. Wait a minute, I got to move that toe over real quick, and all of a sudden you see some left shots coming out of an open face player, and th- that's one thing you got to watch with Scotty because if it's if he's flipping them, more than mm-hmm. like club is a little open, a little across the line, and if we can get that fixed. And funny you bring that up because the last two days he came back from Kapalua. The last three days he was not hitting the ball well at Kapalua at all and so we did some pretty in-depth work and he challenged me i mean Mm. this i cannot do this i mean this i can't hit shots like this i have got to find a way to get this fixed got to have something new give me something new Mm. and uh kind of backwards he didn't know it but uh, it it was new to him but it was old uh and looked great when he left here yesterday so Hopefully, you know he trusted as much as he did while he was here, and has a great week this week.
0: Yeah, he played good at the American Express
1: last year. I think he was fifth. He's in the top ten last uh, year. It might
0: have been third. Third, yeah. He mean he
1: was up there. Uh, I'd have been tied for second. Uh, you know, because had to come back at the end. Yeah. Yeah, you know, that uh, was very impressive to me because yeah. he put himself in a bad position in the last group, and then. Put himself in position, honestly, to tie the golf term on the 17th hole coming I in. That. I remember that. And that puck goes in, but Landry, you got to hand it handed. Landry. Good Lord. Yeah. Andrew played so good. That was.
0: I got I to gotta ask you about this little run here in the playoffs. I mean, Scotty was the rookie of the year, gets into the playoffs. Well, no, let's take a step back. Let's go all the way to Memorial, 22nd. WGC, St. Jude, 15th, fourth at the PGA, fourth at the Northern Trust. He goes 20th at the BMW finishes fifth in the PGA tour, uh, championship. I mean, the tour, I mean, that's just, that's an incredible run of golf, uh, for a rookie and I'm sitting there watching him. I think he played with DJ. I was sitting there on my couch. I think he was playing with Dustin at, um, the Northern Trust. Mm-hmm. And, and he just, I, I'm just watching him. I'm like, he, he looks like he's been doing this for 15 years out there, walking around with these guys, just hitting bombs off the tee, good approach game, making some, I mean, he just looked like he belonged right there with DJ going shot for shot. I mean, were you at all surprised with the run that he made to get to the rookie of the year uh, out there in his
1: first season? No, mm-hmm. I, it wasn't surprising. Yeah. Okay. I, more surprised that he didn't sneak up on one of those tournaments and kind of pick it off and get it uh but you know there's these guys are really good yeah one thing about scotty it's really hard a lot of youngsters six seven eight nine all the way up through high school can be very intimidated of tour professionals Mm scotty is totally the the, he was the uh uh-uh these tour guys, that we've been fortunate enough here at Royal Oaks to have a lot of guys that played high levels on the tour. Well, Scotty played a lot of golf with these guys. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't Scotty trying to get in a game at, say, 10, 11 years old. They would ask Scotty to come on out with them and put him into those games. He is t- totally unfazed by playing at that level. Heck, when he's 8, 9, 10 years of age. And it, it's really, it's a cute thing to watch. Mm-hmm. Totally unfazed by being around these guys. Plus, he's a very much a copier. When he was when he was younger, he would sit and watch tour players do things and not say a word for an hour. Mm. Then he'd disappear and you'd see him doing the same thing. You know. It's if, funny
0: you say that. It's funny you say that because I you know, I can see that. I mean it's almost like it almost looked like Dustin Johnson walking around out there when I was watching him that day. I mean, it kind of look like he was just almost subconsciously or consciously like loping around like him and just look like the two have been doing this for 20 years together on tour. I mean, it was, it was like, you just watch him. You're like that guy, he, he belongs. He's not scared. I mean, he, he knows exactly what he's doing. He's exactly where he needs to be at this point in time and is going to be doing it for quite some time.
1: Well, you <laughs> know, it's funny you say that the PGA people's, one of the questions was, "Well, looking at him at the PGA, how comfortable he was." It's obvious that you know it'd been a different situation if there'd been you know crowds of hundred thousand people out there, and th- the moment would have been so much bigger. Yeah, and I said, "Yeah, it would. It would have been bigger because I think Scotty would have fed off of it like you would not believe. I think it, it didn't help Scotty not having a crowd because <laughs> that crowd, you know, he's a elite player in basketball high school and of course he wasn't playing but his senior year after he won the united states junior he came back and he told me he says you think i'd go play uh with my high school team and i mean this is a high division high school team i said you're going to play basketball you've already busted your ankle once playing it in the off season (laughs) he said he said well i kind of want to do it and i said i'd love to see you do it and play and so he's, he's very athletic. He's very yeah. that, that way, but mm-hmm. he gets, you make, you know, he pops a little jump shot right there and the crowd goes, wild. Well, watch out on the next one mm. the Same thing with golf. It's like, you know, how's he going to be affected going into Augusta this year? Well, no crowds. I mean, that's going to be a big benefit to him. said. Yeah. Because I think he's the kind of player. Once he hears that noise come from one spot, he's wanting to make noise for himself and see if he can get people to make the same reaction when he does something good on the golf course.
0: Nineteenth at the Masters, uh, his first go. Then he thirteenth at the Tournament of Champions. Uh, Your guys are off to a pretty good start here um, for the season, and um, it's uh, it's going to be fun to uh, to watch see uh, the out there in the west coast swing of course kicking off with the american express i gotta ask you one more question uh one of your longtime students justin leonard who you guys had a great run has made the uh has made now the the trip up to the booth everybody thinks i sound like justin leonard do you think i sound like justin leonard right now my voice to you
1: well you know it's a bit of a <laughs> question <laughs> <laughs> There is, yeah, there's a little hint in it. Is there? It. Okay. Delivery, uh, the delivery's pretty close and flex. Is it? Very close. Yeah. You know, I don't, uh, it's not quite there yet.
0: No, it's funny. Cause I worked at Golf Channel for like four years and uh, then, and Leonard came on right after that. And when we met a couple times and I can't tell you how many times when he's talking. I get texts, hey, are you doing the telecast right now? I'm like, no, it's Justin Leonard. I'm, number one, I don't have the credentials to be sitting in the number two seat like Justin Leonard, but I appreciate that you thought that maybe I was. I get it all the time. It's crazy. I told him that one time, and
1: we had well, a pretty I, good laugh. <laughs> yeah, I can see.
0: <laughs> hey, Randy, thank you so much. I know you're busy there at uh, at Rolling Oaks there in, in Dallas, and uh, all the best uh, to you and your players. And uh, I'd love to do this again. This was fun. I appreciate it.
1: Hey, we'll do it any time. If you come to Dallas, it's Royal Oaks. What'd I
0: say? You're
1: saying rolling. Oh, I'm sorry. It's Royal Oaks. But you know what? I like the way it came across.
0: Okay. I tried (laughs) to sell it. Royal Oaks. I'll come see you. Hey,
1: do it, bud. Okay.
0: Thanks, Randy. Yep. Let's take a second to talk about the guys and girls over at Encore Golf. Encore has earned a reputation of having the most cutting-edge technology in their golf balls. That the industry has seen in quite some time. Their team in Buffalo, New York is changing the script of golf technology through the perimeter weighted designs, use of high density particles, and even a nano transitional layer in their latest creation, which offers players enhanced accuracy and control for every shot on the course and extreme velocity off the tee. They already have their award winning Elixir and Avant 55 golf balls, but the new Vero X1 is the highest performance ball to date with their full suit of golf balls. They are transforming the game for players of all skill levels. Visit EncoreGolf.com slash Travis Fulton for more details about their products that are revolutionizing the game. Now back to the Stripe Show podcast.